All right, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. John McMullen, Ryan Rothstein, extending the play. We are back. We never left, but here we are. New episode, and we got a lot to get into as we are recording this on a Tuesday night, which is August 18th. I even got the day and date right. That lets you know right there that John and I are bringing it on this episode, right, John? (laughs) You're locked in, man. Locked in, and... Who's sharp? Who's locked in at camp, right? That's what we got to know because we're two days into it now. And there's already, John, as the articles that you're posting for Sports Illustrated on SI.com that everyone can check out, PhillyVoice.com that everyone can check out there. Uh, There's a ton of storylines, as there always is. Jalen Ertz and Carson Wentz, the defense, Darius Slay. The list goes on and on, John. So, the things I mentioned or something I haven't mentioned, what has really been at the top of your list two days in? Well, I I think the first thing is it's just kind of exciting to see uh, football players on a football field. Uh, I never thought I'd miss OTAs, but I missed them when it was all said and done. So it's just good to see, everybody get back to work and obviously there's a lot of weird protocols and uh, you see Doug with his mask on there's no fans all the media we have masks on uh, which is not the most comfortable thing in 90 degree heat but nonetheless uh, it's good to see the players back on the field And, and at least when they're between the lines and Carson Wentz said this yesterday it it feels normal uh, and it is just football practice, a regular football practice. The, the protocols stop at those lines. And once the players hit there, uh, they go about their business. And that part of it, uh, I think, has been a needed distraction, certainly for me and I assume for uh, many other people, not only around the Delaware Valley, but uh, across the country for every team uh, in the NFL. And I think Then the second part, I think we're down to 12 people last time I checked uh, on the reserve COVID list. So the protocols they they are doing are working. Um, So that part is is positive as well. And I think, to be honest, I'm a little bit surprised by that. Uh, I expected those numbers to 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 be up. Uh, But maybe the grind of training camp. Look, I'm all I do is write about this stuff and I'm two days in and I'm exhausted so you can imagine the impact it has on the players, even though they're young men, but 12-hour days, you get tired and you don't want to do things. So you're not generally going to make a knucklehead decision when you leave the facility because you're too tired to make a knucklehead decision. But, you know, it'll be interesting as we get closer to the regular season, guys have a little bit more free time if they keep making the right decisions. Extending the play, NFL Eagles insider John McMullen, powered by Jacob Media. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Jacob Media, J-A-K-I-B Media. And we're available on all of your podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, the list goes on. John, we've been talking now for months at great lengths of our thoughts on sports returning, especially the NFL. Um, 
both of us, I think, are on the same page with the NFL. There's just too much to lose, and they're too invested to not start up the season. Maybe a stoppage here or there. Now that you're a couple days into camp and you're there and you see how they're handling things within the facilities and you see how the players are acting and there may be views from a distance from where you're standing, coaches, et cetera. How do you feel now about everything now that you're actually really close to the situation that camp's underway? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm more concerned uh, what I just said about when we get to the regular season. And it, it goes away from this training camp environment. In a lot of ways, I think the constant um, uh, busyness uh, of camp helps in the fact that uh, people are focused on one thing, preparation. As I said, when they leave, they're too tired mm-hmm. to want to go to a movie or have friends over, or do whatever. Uh, and not that you can do any of those things, but if you can find a, a house party where you've seen so many people test positive, you know, these are young men, as I said, they're susceptible for making that kind of bad decision. But uh, that I think is going to be more of a concern when the regular season hits and uh, we're going to get there. I mean, they're going to play this thing. And I, I've said it from the start, follow the money. It's about the TV rights fees. And it's not just the owners, it's the players. The players want that money as well. So they want to play. Um, they're going to play. And we'll see how how smoothly it goes. But I think we're going to have a full season. I really do. Yeah, that, let's hope. That's what everyone wants. It's what everyone needs. And with the NBA and NHL playoffs underway, um, at this moment at least, it's a great sign. And it's good for everyone to get everything as close to, to normal as we can. Um, so just to make this a little bit specific to Philadelphia and the Eagles, who stood out so far in these two days? How does Carson Wentz look? How does Jalen Hurts look? Uh, what have you seen? Well, yeah, I, I think it was a little bit, and you typically get this in training camp, and uh, we haven't seen the ramp-up period. So uh, Monday was the first day. We were allowed in in what is essentially a truncated training camp, the first day with pads, and I'll have about two weeks of that. Um, so things got to ramp up quickly. I think what I first noticed is the pace. I think Doug is trying to get as many reps in as possible, uh, and the Eagles are going really, really quickly, almost Chip Kelly-like quick uh, to get as many reps in as possible. So that's positive for everyone, but – I think the ebb and flow, I think everyone looked at the offense and was pretty impressed on, on Monday. And, and then today, as we're taping this on Tuesday, the defense had a big bounce back day. Now, the key there, though, Ryan, is Monday was a 10-10-10 practice, so it's not really competitive, and people don't understand this. And it's basically you have 10 minutes for the offense where the defense gives them looks so they can work on execution and vice versa, and then – Special teams also gets their little 10-minute window, and you keep rotating. Uh, and, and today was a more competitive practice, uh, real competition, and the defense was ahead of the offense, and typically that's the way it's supposed to be at the beginning of camp. And I think that's what happened. But you did see some flashes. Um, the Eagles – seemed to be working on a red zone package with Jalen Hurts that was very effective 
He had three touchdowns, running the football, one throwing it. So they're working a lot of different things with him in the red zone. Uh, and some of the rookie receivers, starting with Jalen Rager, obviously, as advertised, John Hightower, Quez Watkins, really, really fast. I mean, they're just running by people. And Hightower did it uh, in both days. Um, so um, I think that is a positive from the offensive perspective. Carson Wentz is up to 250 pounds. And was it Lane Johnson and even Jason Kelsey a little bit joking that he, yeah. that he has a dad bond? So how does Carson look? Is that like good, bad, or indifferent for you? No, it's good. They're joking. Yeah, obviously he is a dad, and that's why uh, he had his uh, daughter in the offseason. But, um, yeah, he's up to 250 pounds, and he's, he's, just, he's just big. Uh, not big in a bad way. Um, he's jacked up. And it's, he's mentioned, um, but I think, you know, if you've seen everybody jumps on Instagram, Twitter, whatever social media, if you've seen Lane Johnson, for instance, I mean, he is ripped to shreds. Um, I joke about Brandon Brooks because he's doing jujitsu and he hurt his Achilles out for the year, most likely. But I mean, he looks like he's ready for a WWE ring. He's so ripped. Uh, Brandon Graham, uh, uh, on and on and on. These guys have been quarantined like everybody else. They haven't been able to do anything that much. And all they've been doing is working out. So, and, and by the way, this is a trend throughout the league. And I think there's so many players in the best shape that they've ever been in. And I think Carson's one of them. And from his standpoint, part of it is guys always been rehabbing, always been rehabbing injuries. And this time he had a healthy off season as soon as he, as soon as he got past the concussion, which was only a couple of weeks. Um, and he was able to work out the way he wanted to work out and it shows. Yeah. I think it's a good thing. Listen, you, you put on some weight. I think you shed maybe three to five pounds of it off in the hot heat and pads over the next few weeks. And, it's good. I think he needs some strength. And even if nothing else, it's a mental thing for him. It, it gives him more confidence that he's stronger. Uh, you, you feel it. You, you feel the weight that you're carrying. So I'm fine with it as well. If they want to joke and say it's a dad bod, uh, go right ahead. <laughs> but, John, you, you've been doing this a long time. And this is maybe a ridiculous question with only two practices uh, down. But does Carson look more confident not not even on the field but just as a leader like you're around the team you you know the guys that are huddling the the team up that are clapping you know high five and is Carson that guy is do you see that this early uh I I don't know if you can see that uh this early but I do think and this is one of the things the Eagles won't admit it but it's it's true I one of the reasons Malcolm Jenkins isn't here uh, is they wanted to clear a path uh, for Carson Wentz and to completely take over this team. And I think it'll happen. I, I mean, that position as a whole sort of comes with leadership. I mean, there's different ways, obviously, but if you're a star quarterback in this league, you're a leader by default, not only on the field, but off the field, because 
you're the face of the franchise. You're talking every week. You got to deal with the media. So, I, I mean, he does all that. And, but, you know, Malcolm was such a big personality and he's a veteran guy and he's so well respected in the locker room. Uh, I think the Eagles saw that as a hurdle uh, for him to completely take over the team. And I think that's part of the reason he's not here. Yeah. And, and let's, let's hope that Carson takes, takes that responsibility on not that he hasn't before but we've all known the stories that have been put out there in the past regarding the locker room and Carson Wentz and maybe some of that is over exaggerated and manufactured to a degree but um, we'll we'll see what happens and that's a story we're going to keep a close eye on another story that everyone's keeping a close eye on John is the wide receiver position and Jalen Rager has been getting a lot of a lot of notice as any first round pick at that position will get. So talk about him and uh, what you've seen from Jalen. Well, he, he certainly it looks the part from a, an explosive standpoint. I mean, you, you can just tell uh, the way he carries himself and, and the way he moves when he touches the football. Uh, he's an explosive guy. Uh, so that part is positive. I, I, I look at Jalen Rager and what he did in college at, at TCU. And look, there's no question that if you get the football in his hands, he can do some spectacular things. But I think to be a, a great NFL receiver uh, and a well-rounded receiver, you have to start talking about the evolution of his game as far as route running. Um, and, that, I think, is still a work in progress. You know, one of the positive things, Alshon Jeffrey is obviously rehabbing. Um, he's not going to be ready uh, anytime soon, coming off the Liz Frank injury. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside has been out also. He was actually back at practice today. He missed Monday uh, with a lower body injury. He was back today, but he didn't work in team drills. So, basically, Jalen's been working with the first team, Jalen Rager, um, first day to Sean Jackson, second day to Sean got a maintenance day. So some people are laughing at Jason Kelsey as well on day two, the over 30 guys, Malik Jackson. Although I'll give a shout out to my buddy, Brandon Graham. He did not take the maintenance day. He said he'll take it when there's less work to be done. Um, but all that's normal. And anytime you get extra reps, uh, uh, with the first team and with Carson Wentz, I think it's positive, and, and Jalen's been uh, the starting outside receiver at that X position, and that's what, look, if if Alshon can't get on the field early in the season, and I doubt he, he will be able to, uh, and J.J. is not progressing, he's got to get out there. He's got to play. And even though probably the slot is the most natural position for him, that's going to be Greg Ward's. So, you know, if it's – if Alshon can't play and J.J. is not ready, it's got to be Rager, Jackson, and Ward. And that's going to be your three receivers. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. You know, I, I liked Greg Ward a lot last year. I know you maybe can't use that, what, five-game stretch, four or five-game stretch that he really excelled um, for the Eagles to get into the playoffs there at the end of the year. But I think he's a guy that can be a legitimate slot receiver in this league. So 
he's another person that we're going to keep an eye on throughout the remainder uh, of August and into week one. John, before we wrap up this episode and on the next episode, we're going to get into more of what John has seen. Miles Sanders, who's been on record saying he's going to get a thousand yards and he's going to be in contention for MVP of the National Football League. So we'll get to him, Darius Slay and other storylines. But Nigel Bradham, former Eagle, he was in the news, so to speak. And um, I'll just let you take the floor because I thought this was a little bit interesting and maybe surprisingly overblown. Yeah, well, probably not surprisingly overblown. (laughs) Knowing the love of Eagles in in this. But Nigel kind of said he's thrilled to be in a spot that has a winning culture. Uh, In the last two places he had been did not. Uh, And obviously people looked at him uh, with the Eagles and thought it was some kind of shot. And it wasn't a shot. It was a, a realization that this organization wasn't looked upon too well, uh, too greatly after the Chip Kelly regime. And it had to be rebuilt. And it has been rebuilt. And now, and, I, and by the way, Nigel Bradham was part of that, uh, certainly uh, as a free agent coming in and ultimately building up to a Super Bowl uh, winning team and a, and a team that has made the postseason uh, three consecutive seasons. So that's what he was trying to say. Um, and obviously a lot of people took it the wrong way and thought he was taking a shot at the Eagles because the Eagles had moved on from him. But he, he clarified it and said he loved the city, loved, loved the team, loved the organization. And I do think there is this, and I mentioned this, on the Tony Bruno show with Harry Mays, there's this revisionist history that people go back to Andy Reid in 1999 and say this, you know, the joke of the gold standard. And I always say when Jeffrey Lurie said that, they're not the gold standard. That would be the Patriots. But they're in the running for the silver standard as far as how these this organization is run and how it's looked at uh, by the rest of the league. However, there was that blip in the radar, and they were not thought of well in the league during the Chip Kelly era. And that's what Nigel was talking about. Yeah, and you give the Eagles credit. You have to give the Eagles credit for getting out of that era quickly and realizing what they've become essentially overnight with Chip Kelly. And they moved on and look look where they're at now essentially the silver medal of the elite organizations in the national football league extending the play with nfl eagles insider john mcmullen be sure to subscribe on our youtube channel at jacob media j-a-k-i-b media and all of your podcast platforms john on the next episode i want your thoughts and what you've seen only two days i know but football is back guys and players are in pads and it's exciting darius slay I want your thoughts on what he's looked like thus far. Yeah, Darius is he's the best corner um, in, in the Jim Schwartz era. So it starts there, and we'll get more into it. But uh, it's a different type of presence that the Eagles have not had in the past. So it's going to be a positive. Good stuff there. And if you want more from John McMullen, head on over to the next episode detailing Darius Slay and much more right here on Extending the Play. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Have a great 
rest of your week. Peace. Thank you.